Hello everyone, it's Curtis Reitzel and Matt Reitzel with the Wealth Building with a Purpose show. The place where we talk about everything real estate with a special focus on wealth building. Let's ride. Hey, it's Curtis Reitzel with Wealth Building with a Purpose. Today we have an awesome guest. His name is Michael. Uh, a life insurance agent and really the point and one of the reasons why we really thought about having Mike on the show here is to give a view on life insurance and how it can help grow an investor's wealth and look at all the different options so that when an investor is looking to grow their overall empire that they're able to grow it in the best possible way so Mike's gonna be shedding some light on it and hopefully we can learn a thing or two so Mike you know, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks I for having me. Appreciate it, man. Excited so, to be here. I guess tell us a bit about yourself. How long you've been in the industry and a little backstory? Yes. So I've uh, been in the industry just a little under a year now, but uh, always had this want for helping people. Um, always had jobs where I've been in the public eye. So you learn to meet a lot of different people and develop some relationships. And you know, I think a lot of uh, this industry is building relationships and uh, you know, you're gonna be with people pretty much every step of the way, whether it's major purchases, you know, they're getting married through death. And you know, so you, you learn to uh, have a real appreciation for people. And uh, so I think that was part of the biggest reason I wanted to get into this is you know, having that want to help people. This, this gives me a chance to help people on a very in-depth level and a more meaningful level, I guess you could say. Right. Um, you know, where, you know, you can feel kind of good at the end of the day that you've done something great for someone to know that, you know, if anything was to happen to their family, everyone's still protected. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So give us, give us a bit of an outline of, um, like what you do like day to day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's conversations, um, about the future basically is, yeah. uh, you know, uh, what are we planning for? You know, do we have any major purchases coming up? Uh, you know, what are we looking to protect? Uh, do we have enough savings that uh, can float us through if anything was to happen to, you know, say one of our spouses or partners, um, or, you know, maybe we're a single parent, we have some children that we're, you know, we have, we have to care for, so are we paying for their education? You know, so on a day-to-day basis, it's just an overall planning, essentially. It's, right. um, you know, what's our future goals and how can we achieve them? So really, when you're sitting down with clients, you're pretty much having um, a very consultative approach. And when you're sitting down with them saying, okay, well, what are we thinking about for the future? Let's set this up. Let's make sure that we're covering all of our bases so that if something um, obviously not ideal happens, somebody dies or gets sick or whatever the case may be, that the whole house of cards doesn't come tumbling down. Sounds like kind of along the same sort of thought I mean it sounds like yeah and, and you you've absolutely uh, nailed it you know and that's and that's the big thing uh, I know we've talked before about the holistic approach and, and we take that same approach in, in our day-to-day business as well um, you know how are we protecting those things that we can't control before we're focusing on building what we have right and right. Uh, the wealth is always the easiest thing to build but if we get sick and we can't work then how have we protected that income so we're not blowing our, our savings and you know possibly you know ruining our retirement, right? And right. Uh, so again, using that holistic approach by you know using the things that we can't control first is, is usually a pretty good start. Yeah, awesome. And I know I'm asking questions that weren't on here, so awesome. <laughs> not on the pre-sent questions, so I appreciate that. Uh, so I guess, you know, the, when you sit down with, um, with investors, I guess, I mean, like, how do you, like, how would you strategize with an investor that comes in that I guess would wanna talk about insurance as general? Like, 
like, I guess, how can life insurance help an investor grow their wealth? I guess it's a very straightforward question. Yeah, so, um, you know, an investor can start to grow their wealth uh, through insurance by using a permanent life insurance. Um, now, it does tend to be a little bit more expensive, but as an investor, it could be very beneficial to you. Um, so just like owning a property, um, owning a permanent policy is an investment. Uh, so if you think about it like that, it's almost like having a little bank account as, as well as having protections. So basically the way it works is the more that uh, you pay into the policy, it's going to grow um, not only the insurance side, but also the, um, the investment side technically as well. So uh, you'll accrue a cash value. It also um, accrues interest as well. And the best part about all that is you can access all that money tax-free down the road. It is your money. Um, so that's, uh, you know, as an investor, there's, there's lots of perks uh, that we can use with that, that can uh, help you in the future, um, which we can touch on that a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. No, that's sweet. So I guess, tell us the kinds of insurance that uh, like an investor that you would talk about. I guess for everybody that might not understand life insurance, just talk about the different kinds. Right. Um, so we have uh, term insurance, which is kind of your, your run of the day uh, insurance. So think of it as like owning an apartment. Um, it has the protection that you need um, and you're paying into it, but you're not really getting you know any equity out of it. But you do have that kind of roof over your head. You have that protection in case anything does happen to you. But again, when you're done with that, all you have is kind of left is the memories. Right. Gotcha. Uh, whereas a permanent policy... That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's got memories. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right? And right. whereas like permanent policy, like I said, is like owning an apartment or sorry, like a house. Um, so you have that investment side of it. So um, not only is your, your property building your equity, but so is your insurance policy as well. So right. like I said, it's kind of like that mini bank account while having protection as well. And one other product that we use uh, with investors as well is our critical illness insurance. So this actually helps protect your health. Um, so if you are diagnosed with, uh, we have 26 major illnesses that are covered, uh, the big three being heart attack, stroke, or cancer. But if you get diagnosed with any of these, we have a tax-free benefit that comes to you, which you can choose that amount. Uh, you can go like 25,000 up to, I think it's two and a half million. Right. Um, so, you know, for some investors, that, that's a, you know, that's a pretty big thing, right? Or even just someone that's just bought a house. If, if we get sick, how are we still making those mortgage payments? How are, you know, mm. we have to take some time off of work. How are we recuperating? But you know, getting sick could really deplete our savings if if we're not careful, right? right? So having this insurance in place allows you to still have that freedom to make your payments and, and keep everything flowing while you have that rest and recovery time. Yeah, I, I'm kind of laughing right now because I know the, the majority of people that we work with are very, I mean, a lot of investor clients, a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs. So they're, they're going out there, they're slaying it, they're just making it happen, and which is great, and they're having success. Um, and a lot of them aren't really thinking about, well, what happens if something happens to me? Mm -hmm. Like, I'll, because a lot of the businesses that they operate, they're in it. They're in a day to day. They're the ones meeting with clients. They're the one doing everything. Right. And which that's great. I mean, I'm not saying that's bad. It's just what happens if something happens to you. Yeah. And a lot of the times they haven't, they don't have anything set up. They don't have anything planned. And having this conversation with you or with a life insurance agent in general, gives people the ability to have that, to have that, well, obviously have that investment if they choose to do permanent insurance, mm -hmm. but then also too, they're good. Mm -hmm. You know, if something happens, they get hurt, they can't work, they, you know, they're covered. Right. And I'm talking to a lot of self-employed people because yep. I'm sure you experienced that where somebody's self-employed, you sit down with them and they'll be, you know, maybe succeeding well in business and they, they don't have any insurance. Right. And that's pretty scary, right? Yeah, and uh, you'd be uh, surprised at how common that actually is, right? And, right. you know, um, 
you know, a lot of people compare us to a, um, you know, auto insurance or home insurance, which can be pretty expensive. Um, but, you know, life insurance is actually pretty affordable, especially if you're going the term route. Um, you have a chance for a lot of coverage for, for a very reasonable amount of money. So uh, to give you an example, like a 30-year-old female non-smoker for $500,000 worth of coverage can be as little as just under $20 a month. Right. Which a lot of people wow. don't realize that. But again, you know, if we're spending all this money to have an asset, why not spend a little bit extra to make sure that if anything was to happen to me, you know, we're still covered. You know, my family can still keep this asset. We don't have to sell it off to, to make ends meet, right? And, um, you know, so like I said, if we're gonna, if we're gonna spend this uh, amount, then, then why not take the extra little bit to protect it? And the nice part is, is, you know, permanent insurance can be, you know, pretty pricey. But we can also use a combination of the two. So we can term blend, blend yeah. the term and the perm. Right. So that way, over time, over time, you're right. still building that money, but you have all the protection you need because we're, we're taking care of the, the bulk of the insurance side of it with the term insurance and then bringing up the back end, the investment side of it with, with a little bit smaller amount, but at a manageable amount so that you can still make your mortgage payments and still pay into your policy as well. It, it was one random thought that I had is, I mean, people, when they buy a house and have investment properties, they obviously need to have insurance for the unit. Um, I mean, they need to have insurance for the real estate. Mm -hmm. And it was just a random thought I had is a lot of people don't have insurance for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I know this is obviously what we're talking about, but I mean, obviously the real estate is really important, but it doesn't really matter if, if, if you don't have insurance for yourself, because <laughs> exactly. like you're living in your body, mm -hmm. like you need to take care of yourself, right? That was just yeah. a random thought I had. And, and that's where the, the critical illness comes into play a little bit right. more. You know, there's more likelihood of you getting sick than there is of you dying prematurely, you know, kind of right. knock on wood for that one. But um, you know, again, we call this the critical illness a little bit more of a selfish insurance because you're protecting yourself, right? Whereas if the life you insurance- get injured and you're still alive. Yeah, so and I mean, even in that critical illness, you know, it does cover some, you know, loss of limbs, things like that. So it's almost like a mini disability policy as well as covering you for major illnesses as well. So right. it's, uh, it's very beneficial to have, um, you know, um, like I said, it is a little bit more expensive than life insurance, but again, you're protecting yourself. And if, you know, you gotta think of yourself as that machine, right? If you can't go out and earn that income, then, then how's that all those assets being paid for anyway? So what good are right. they, right? So yeah, and I think too a good point that I love how you touched on is, you know, strategizing. If if somebody comes in and, and I probably shouldn't slap because it's the mic. Um, if if somebody's coming in and they maybe can't afford a lot of the permanent insurance on the investment front of it, even though they realize the benefits of it, you can then work with them to say, well, why don't we do, you know, some permanent so we can get into it and then let's do more term and then over time let's convert. Mm -hmm. And I like that because if an investor comes in and they, and they say, my goal is to get to 10 properties, well now we can reverse engineer it and say, well, that's market value around this. We need to make sure you have insurance around here if you're looking to get the benefits and kind of just work her backwards. And I, I really like that approach because then you're not just saying, Oh no, you can't afford the permanent, you know, and just shut them down. Right. Why don't we work a plan to overtime converting, right? Yeah, and I think you said it best. And and that is, you know, it's a it's a major thing. Is you know, let's get you know, say five hundred thousand dollars worth of term insurance to get us through the first ten years of our mortgage. But now maybe you know we've got a raise, or we're making a little bit more money, or we've paid off a few extra things, mm. and now we have a little bit, you know more disposable income. So now maybe we do convert some of that term policy into a permanent mm -hmm. and still keep some of the extra back end coverage in that term policy as well. So that. there's lots of flexibility. And like you said, by taking care of those things that we can't control first, we're putting in that right peace of mind that, you know, if anything does happen to us, we're fully covered. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Right, so. and really you make it sound 
like it's very it's a very flexible fluid type of type of thing where it's let's continuously reevaluate where you're at yeah and sort of you know base the coverage on where you're at it's not like you're locking and loading this for the rest of your life right right yeah so that's that that should really put you at ease if you don't have insurance because it's like let's just set something up to cover you for mm-hmm. for right now and then right. reevaluate it in a year again yeah because you're probably going to be in a different situation so that that's pretty neat because I was always stuck in the mindset that you know you set up your insurance and it's something that you just don't look at anymore and yeah I, I just had that you know from from wherever I'm not even sure where I learned that from I just well, thought yeah, it was I mean, a locked and loaded all this thing. isn't taught in school like it's just it's not a conversation so right like yeah I mean a lot of us are clueless in this conversation and I can definitely say that I I know some I know some stuff man I, I definitely am clueless in regards to how this industry works on a lot of fronts right because it's just not taught in school mm-hmm. there's no conversation around it and it's a really important conversation yeah like it's really important for planning and like Matt was saying like this is a fluid a fluid conversation over time with with you or with your life insurance person to them have that conversation over time as they get a raise or as they you know grow their wealth and they're looking to you know make sure they're covered this is forever yeah. forever evolving conversation right yeah and that's for awesome. having that relationship with each other you know like like i said at the beginning building those relationships is key right because we're going to be with you every step of the way and, and essentially it is almost a set it and forget it if you're dealing with term insurance you know after a certain amount of time obviously whatever contract that you've locked into it'll just renew you'll never lose that coverage after say it's a 10-year term right you're not going to lose that coverage after 10 years it's just going to renew at a little bit higher rate but you're staying in at that that level of say five hundred thousand, right? right? Um, but yeah, like I think you you absolutely nailed it. I mean, not a lot of people know what's available to them, and that's and that's the big conversation. You know, uh, it's uh, this is the whole picture. You know, we we don't have to necessarily do it all at once, but this is maybe the good starting point. You know, and so then that way when the affordability opens up, now we're broadening the insurance portfolio to make sure that we're covered on every level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I love this conversation. Uh, so, I guess what what would be the difference between, um, in your point of view, life insurance versus mortgage insurance? Yeah, and uh, that that's a very good question, and that's actually um, probably one of the most prominent reasons our clients are coming to us right now. Is a lot of people are starting to realize about mortgage insurance, and you know, kind of the um, there's almost a negative perception about it right now because um, you know there are a few significant differences between the two but we'll start with the mortgage insurance so um, with mortgage insurance the benefit amount does depreciate the longer you pay into it Mm -hmm. so it is tied to your mortgage so every time you make a mortgage payment your mortgage payment gets smaller so same with the mortgage insurance so the problem is with this now is that you know most people like to reevaluate you know every few years to see if there's any equity there um, or they've you know kind of refinanced so anytime you refinance you could be without that coverage now because you're you're starting essentially a new mortgage so you have to qualify for it again um, you know there's there's lots of things out there that could uh, kind of affect your your benefit um, you know also with mortgage insurance they do all the underwriting uh, post claim so if there's a chance that you may you may not have been able to get that product in the first place there is a little bit of a danger of that product not being able to be paid out um, I've seen some uh, cases where that's happened, but for the most part, it is pretty good. But again, it's tied to that mortgage. So if you ever move, now you've lost your, your protection, you know, you have to re, re-qualify again. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, you know, and the other, um, 
thing, like I said, is... Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, You're going to do it all the time. Yeah. So, like I said, the, um, so that, that's some of the major things with mortgage insurance, just that depreciating amount. Right. And, uh, like I said, the older you get, you're paying more because your premiums are renewing. Right. And then you're also getting less coverage. So there's really not a whole ton of benefit, whereas the power of having personal life insurance is that we do all of our underwriting post, or sorry, pre. So um, we know that you're approved before you can even get this product. Mm -hmm. And once you're approved, say you're approved for 500,000, that amount never depreciates. So that is the biggest advantage to to getting uh, personal life insurance over the mortgage protection. Um, And the policy is also portable. So right. no matter where you move to, or you know, you have a little bit more flexibility if you need different coverage, or you know, less or more, or right. you want to convert, you have that flexibility. Whereas with the right. mortgage protection, you don't. Right. Right. And uh, so that that's kind of the, the biggest thing. Um, you know, the only way we can take it away from you is if you stop paying your premiums. Uh, you know, you cancel yeah. your policy, or yeah. you commit fraud on your application. That's really the only way we can take it away from you once you've been approved. But like I said, having that flexibility to convert or to add or reduce coverage is, is very beneficial, especially for investors. You know, you, yeah. you might only have a property right. for two or three years and now what? Right. right. So, yeah. you know, if you have mortgage protection, then, you know, you just you're just spending your tires every time. Whereas, you know, if um, you know that you've got your personal stuff in place, no yeah, matter what you do, you have a, you have a bit of a buffer. Right. right. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest things, too, is that uh, personal life insurance tends to be a fraction of the cost of the traditional mortgage insurance as well. It's just it's sounds crazy that it's like more flexible and it, and it can cost you less. Yeah. That just seems so mind-boggling. I think the mortgage insurance and, is kind of like... And it like, stays the same. Yeah, and it stays, it's not depreciating. That's just... It can move with you. And I think it's true, right? Like, uh, you raise a really good point. Mm-hmm. When, what if that investor says they buy it, they sell it in a couple of years because they're moving their money to another investment. Well... Uh, Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not co- like you're not covered anymore until you buy the new one, and then you have mortgage insurance for that. But then as you pay it down again, it goes down. Instead of having personal insurance, it will be cheaper, and it will be there as long as you pay your premium and obviously don't commit fraud. All the stuff you said, and I really I really like that point. So I guess overall, um, why why should an investor have life insurance? And I feel like we've really the whole conversation has been touching on it. So. You know, we can kind of just touch on it briefly, but what would be the main reason why you think an investor should really consider if if they have if they don't have life insurance, getting life insurance, and if they do have life insurance, maybe increasing their policy and whatnot? Right, and I think um, you know, I think to touch on you know again, so with the mortgage versus life, is that um, with with life insurance, you can choose your beneficiary. Right. Whereas if you have mortgage protection, it's going to the bank to pay off the rest of your mortgage. Mm-hmm. So now you can use this tax-free benefit to stay with your family. So if you've you've planned ahead, yeah. you know I think that's the biggest reason why an investor should have that life insurance because you know um, especially if you're a very heavy investor, there could be a lot of debt on the table at one time, and I think that's the biggest uh, powerful tool that we use uh, life insurance for is right. you know protecting that debt, protecting the assets you know, protecting our family if anything wants to happen to us. Or, you know, um, like I said, if all that debt's on the table and heaven forbid something happens to us, who's left paying this debt? Right. Right? Can, can the surviving spouse or the investing partner still manage the, all these payments or are we going to have to start selling off all these properties? Um, you know, what about uh, the taxation on the capital gains for any secondary properties, you know, and uh, not a primary residence, right? right. So, um, you know, by putting all this coverage in place, 
you now have that peace of mind that, you know what, all this hard work that I've put in to, to get these properties, to, to start an investment, isn't all going to be lost for just because I happen to pass away prematurely or anything like mm-hmm. that, right? And, um, really and again, just the affordability of it, you know, even if the permanent uh, policy isn't in the cars at the moment, at least now, like I said, with that example, that 30-year-old female spending less than $20 a month to get $500,000 worth of coverage, you know, it's almost a no-brainer That's when you're huge. in that position. And, right. you're, you know, like I said, even if you're flipping houses or you're, you know, buying all these commercial properties, you know, you now have this, this kind of buffer, if anything happens to you, to, to make it work. I really, I really like that point that you, that you just mentioned about um, pretty much who would you rather the money go to? The bank to pay up the remaining mortgage that you may have on a property? Or properties or go to beneficiary right and then they have the money they paid off and then they have remaining money because the balance will stay the same yep. so if they have a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage and then let's say you die 20 years into it and now it's whatever 150 or two hundred thousand mm-hmm. you will only have that term insurance or that mortgage insurance for that amount right instead of in the event that you actually had real life insurance you would have the number would stay the same so now you would have you, I mean, yeah. I mean, not you. Your beneficiary would have way more money to then deal with your debts yep. and handle things, and then obviously take care of them, right? Yeah. That's a. I really like that point. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else you want to expand. No, on and, that. and that's that's bang on, right? And especially, you know, maybe maybe you don't have a family, but you have an investing partner. Well, you know, you can use that uh, to make sure they're good. Yeah, yeah good you know, that's too. you know, they can use them as their beneficiary. And now, like I said, you're building this legacy together, right? And now you've just given your partner X amount of dollars to to continue paying off everything else that you have in place, and maybe potentially keep growing their their investment business, right? So, it's uh, like I said, I think it's it's almost a no brainer when you're getting into, especially investing, or even just first time home buyers as well. Right. You know, a lot of people don't know the difference, you know, or you know, they get kind of forced into uh, mortgage protection because, you know, their bank has lent them all this money, so the bank, you know, must know that this is the best product for me, right? Whereas not knowing that this is available to them, they could be overpaying, they could be, you know, not really fully realizing what what their policy is actually doing for them, right? So... Um, like I said, having a conversation with an advisor, even if it's just to get the information ahead of time, is, is very vital. And I think yeah. that's what it comes down to, is just the education side of it, right? And knowing what's available to you. And like you said, even even some people in our industries don't fully know like what what's available to you. Sure. And, uh, you know, because you only focus on one side of things, right? right. And, uh, you know, until you've kind of gone through it yourself, you don't really know what to expect. Jeez. Well, that's that's... One point there that I really loved out of like so many points <laughs> was like let's say you're partnering with another investor and you built up this portfolio and you built up this legacy, making sure that they're protected in the event that you die if there's a bunch of debt on the table. I, I'm to be honest with you, I've never really thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Never thought about it as I'm partnering with somebody and what happens if we own ten properties, you know, there's debts on it that obviously the tenants are paying, which is great. But it would be nice that if I died, money's going to them to make sure that they can continue to run that business. You always kind of look at it as just family, which I think is a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Make sure you, your wife, your kids, husband, whatever, they're good. Mm-hmm. I think that's a different spin on it too. Because yeah. if you're building this big legacy with a joint venture partner, with a business partner, making sure that they're 
taken care of. Yeah. That's a really good point of view too. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the best way to look at it. Like nobody's gonna look after you more than you're gonna look after yourself, right? So if you're not putting these things in place or you know, you don't see any value in it, well what happens when it actually comes to fruition, right? And I think, you know, pretty popular conversation I have with people, especially when it comes to the critical illness side, is well I'm not gonna get sick. Well, you know, uh, these illnesses don't don't uh, play prejudice to anybody, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. It could happen, right? And, uh, you know, or, you know, I don't plan on dying. Well, you know, we can all say that, right? We all but, don't uh, plan on dying. You know, right? but... Uh, Have you actually got that before? Oh, I yeah. Don't plan on, well, yeah, lots of, you know, I know it's, uh, you know... Some I didn't know you were planning on dying. <laughs> <and> I <laughs> don't plan on dying. You know, but again, it's... Um, you know, that's one of the downsides about, uh, you know, my, my job as a conversationist is, uh, you know, having that hard talk with people, you know, and it's opening their eyes uh, to that realization that, you know, things can happen. Yeah. You know, whether we don't plan on it or not, this is why this is so important. Because if, like I said, tomorrow I may not make it home. And if I haven't planned for that, how, how far ahead are we really? Right. And uh, I think that's just what it comes down to. And I think, um you know, touching on some of those common mistakes that, uh, you know, some investors make or anybody makes in their, in their insurance portfolio is, you know, not looking at the big picture. Right. You know, that's one big common one. And, you know, especially for an, an investor. Yeah. It's, it's, we get so blindsided or, you know, narrow minded when we've just made a big purchase. Like that's kind of our, our only thing on our mind. But, right. you know, as an investor, are we planning on purchasing more properties? Mm. Right. Um, now, with that being said, you can own multiple policies, so it's not really such a big deal. Mm-hmm. But again, you, now you have to go through that underwriting process. You have to do, whereas if we've kind of planned ahead, well, you know what, maybe in, in three years, I, I'm planning on buying five properties. So now we can kind of estimate out how much they're life planning on spending, life insurance, you know, and, and, and everything like that. So I think that's kind of the biggest mistake is just not looking at that big picture, uh, especially if we're dealing with families, you know, uh, debt replacement, uh, you know, transition funds, if the spouse can't work for a few months or, you know, maybe right. our kids aren't fully at the point where they're uh, not uh, dependents anymore, right? So are we still putting them through school or what are we doing with all this money? But if, you know, we still have all these bills coming in, we still have everything that we need to take care of, right? So, um, so again, that's, that's number one. Number two is probably not putting enough protection in place. Right. Um, so again, we focused, uh, you know, we have a $250,000 mortgage. So yeah, I've got a $250,000 life insurance policy. But again, if that's not your only property, what happens with the taxation? What happens, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we want a little bit more, more money to float our, our family, right? So um, yeah, it might be cheaper to just get the amount that you need to cover it. But again, let's look at the big picture. Let's look a few years further than that and, and develop that, right? And um, I think the other one too is, uh, choosing long terms. So like we do have 20 and 30 year terms available, which usually fits into most people's mortgages. But the biggest problem with that is our needs change all the time, especially if you're an investor. Like, like I said, every five years, you could be flipping a property or buying something new or, you know, selling off something, right? Exactly. So again, um, you know, by choosing a smaller term, you can resign. We usually suggest every four and a half years. And that usually gives people a good indication of kind of where they're at. Um, the average lifespan of a, an insurance policy right now anyways is about eight years. Right. You know, because of, like I said, how much things change for people. You know, maybe you've had a kid. Maybe you've, you know, sold a house, bought a house, just right. got married, right? And, you know, lots of major different life events can happen in those seven years, right? Uh, even year to year, it changes, right? So right. Um, by having that flexibility through insurance in a smaller term, you don't feel like you're, you're trapped for as long, right? And while it's great that you can lock in a rate for 20 or 30 years, 
by the time that renews in 20, 30 years, well, maybe now if you've let it renew, you're paying triple than what you were paying before. Whereas, right. you know, resigning every five or six years, we can help kind of manage those premiums and keep them maybe only going up a couple of dollars as opposed to double or tripling, right? So there's a major right. advantage that way too for investors knowing that, well, you know what, I can easily change this out or add or reduce it, right? So I think that's a major benefit. But those are, I would say, the three biggest common mistakes that we see with with people putting protection in place. Yeah, it seems to me, which I really commend you on, is um, you're having um, very deep and purposeful conversations with each client. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times you're, you're going in and having maybe an uncomfortable conversation or something that might make the other person maybe feel a little bit uncomfortable, but you're doing it because you care and you're asking harder questions to say, well, what if, what if, you know, the, what are your goals as well? And, and strategically planning instead of um, what I hear about a lot in general is just saying, okay, do this. And that's the only option, like mm-hmm. kind of like mortgage insurance, you know, I'm getting the mortgage through this lender. Okay. I'm just going to get mortgage insurance. They explained it. Okay. I'll just do that. But they don't really present other options. So they're kind of just performing one function. Right. And you're more of a fiduciary. Well, you're not more, you are a fiduciary where you're looking at all the options and making sure that they're getting the best plan. They're really considering all their options so yeah. that they can look up and reevaluate things and know that they're protected. And I, I just really love how you're approaching it. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say that. Yeah. I mean, we, we like to look at it as like, I'm the, I'm your best friend that you never knew you had. Right. So, you know, we're, we're kind of expecting you to kind of <laughs> divulge yeah. all of this information to us. Right. Because we are looking at this big picture and, you know, I have had some conversations with people where, you know, the, the wife has started to cry and it's not because I'm picking on her or anything. Right. But it's, it's that realization. Well, what if, what if you die and you have, you know, five or six year olds at home, you know, like these, these real conversations that really people need to think about they bring need out to the think emotions in people. Right. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's so easy to think short term and especially when we're young. Right. And, you know, nothing's happened to us yet. We're healthy. We're, you know, but you know, things can fall apart mm-hmm. at any given time. You know, I've had, people that I grew up with in high school got cancer at 16 or diabetes at, you know, such a young age. Right. So any of this stuff can happen at any given time. And if, like I said, not being prepared for it can be way more devastating than spending the extra little bit of money to make sure that you're protected. Jeez. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So I'll I'll ask you one last question here. Mm -hmm. Um, what's, uh, what's some of the major successes that you've seen investors have with using life insurance? Yeah, I think, uh, the biggest one is just, being able to keep all those properties with the people that they've cared about. You know, uh, a lot of times people gift their cottage or, or something like that to a family member. And, you know, when they didn't have protection in place, well, now you've, you know, you might have to sell this cottage now because you can't afford the tax on it. You know, especially if you bought it, you know, so many years ago, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, it's gone up in value so much. Right. And I think that that is kind of the biggest one is knowing that, you know, no matter what you've protected, the fact that you've worked hard to, to build all this, now you can keep it with those that you love. Yeah. And I think the other biggest one is, especially if um, you know people are using the permanent insurance and growing that cash value. And again, like I said, you can access that money tax-free. Right. Now you can either potentially pay off your mortgage sooner 
maybe pull out some of that money. Now you have a down payment uh, to purchase another property. Right. So there's a lot of major advantages, uh, you know, and success stories from having this permanent policy. Um, you know, I can use another person example. He's not even an investor, but, you know, went through some hard times, but had a permanent policy in place. And now he was able to take out, you know, a bit of a loan against his policy. He's now bought a little bit bigger place, you know, person, new car back on his feet. Right. So, you know, it doesn't have to just deal with investors. It's just, as a general thing, you know, the successes of having this in place, you know, it changed his life, you know, it put him back on the upswing and now much more positive look on life. Things are looking up and he's right. making a little bit more money now too. So he's feeling very comfortable. Right. And right. I think, but I think that's the biggest success is, uh, you know, sticking with that investment and, and realizing the power of it. And, you know, when we sit down with people and we show them the power, usually the first response is what? Like, right. how is this possible? Like, yeah. why doesn't everyone have this, right? And that, and that is the thing. Not everyone can get it, right? Like, you have to qualify. Uh, you have to be healthy enough to get it, right? And, you know, that's where I won't necessarily always knock on mortgage insurance because sometimes that's the only thing somebody can get. Mm. You know, their, their health history may not allow them to have life insurance, but they can get mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. And again, I'd rather see somebody have something rather than nothing. Right. But if mm -hmm. we can curb that conversation to a much more affordable product and a much more beneficial product for them, then we've done our job. Mm. I love that. Wow. Uh, so what's, what's one thing you just want to leave the audience with? One kind of parting thought that you may have that... You know, maybe you weren't planned for. I know I didn't bring this one up beforehand. So, like, what's one thing you just like to leave everybody with? I think it's just think about it. You know, uh, even if you're not really ready to move forward with it or it's not necessarily in the budget, it's good to have that information. And you know what? Our services are free. So there's really no harm in taking advantage of sitting down with an advisor and just seeing what your options are. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you, you might realize that, you know what? It actually is in the budget. I, you know, I thought it was a little bit more expensive than it is. Or, you know, like I said, you maybe not have known that those options were available to you. So by opening up that door. But again, you know, one thing that we say is that if it's not in the budget, it's probably the main reason why you do need it. So you have a much bigger need to protect than, <laughs> than what you actually think about. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, well, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate awesome. it. Before we wrap it up, Michael, can you just uh, give the listeners your name and maybe a contact information if they want to reach out to you and get in touch yeah absolutely so uh my name is michael caverly i work at sunlight financial um you can call me at 519-998-1917 or you can reach out to me at michael.caverly c-a-l-v-e-r-l-e-y at sunlife.com also too i'm going to leave that in the description of the podcast Perfect. so people can go to the bottom they have your information if they have questions they can reach out to you we are definitely going to have you on again so audience don't worry we're going to have him on but any questions reach out to him and or us we can do some connections as well absolutely well thank you for having me today awesome, awesome. thanks so much thanks, Michael. appreciate it